What's up, y'all? Welcome back into another video for SSPN. I know it's been a little bit. Um, it was just the end of finals. Uh, our boy Ethan's working on some cool stuff. He, he's a filmmaker. Um, so if y'all want to go check out any of that, you can go check him out on Twitter. Uh, hit him up on Instagram um, and all that good stuff to, to see all the cool stuff he's doing. But uh, now that finals are over, now that uh, a lot of other work has been done for me, I have some time to kind of go over some off-season stuff with the Spurs. Obviously, lost in the play-in game to the Memphis Grizzlies. We're able to come back, but weren't able to pull out the W um, in that one. Obviously, Derek White not playing with him being out for the entire year. But as you see by the title of this video, this is the beginning of a little bit of a series that I'm going to be doing. Um, positional breakdowns, just going into the offseason. I want to do this at the beginning because I kind of want to go over what the stakes are and, and what... Um, is happening at each position whenever it comes to the Spurs before we go into free agency, though, so that you guys and myself can kind of learn about where each position is at um, and and what the needs are and and are there many needs? Is there a you know a big need for a free agent signing at this position? Is this someone you know something that they should target? Do they want to invest in a young player instead? Um, those are all the questions that we're going to be going over and, and, and answering in this series. So obviously starting off, you see by the title, we're talking about point guards. So Derek White is technically a point guard, but we're not going to, we're, we're going to list him as a two because that's mainly what he played this year. I think with this three point shooting ability, um, getting a full off season in being healthy uh, for the most part, at least you'll hope, right? He's going to be a two. So we won't, we won't talk about him in this one, um, but we will talk about DeJounte Murray. So for a lot of us, we expect a lot out of DeJounte. If you've watched any of the SSPN recaps, you know myself um, and Ethan have been a little bit frustrated with, with his consistency. But if we take a step back, we look at the end of the year, we know he's always solid on defense. Yes, there are going to be some plays where he gets got, but, but that happens with everybody, right? Maybe he could step it up a little bit next year, but for the most part, he's a solid defender the majority of the time. What he isn't solid at the majority of the time is playing offense. But with that being said, he still had career highs in points, rebounds, and assists. The major categories for, you know, all offensive production um, in the NBA. Obviously, rebounds are defense too. But you know, those are the three main stats that everybody looks at in the NBA, you know. And he did have career highs in all those. He went from 10 points to 15 points, went from about five boards to seven, and went from about four assists to about five and a half assists. So getting better all around. Um, the main thing for him uh, whenever it comes to his offensive production for me that I noticed is that three-point shot. But there's good news because even though the percentage went down from last year, he also took almost two more threes a game. So last year he thought he shot 36% um, and at max took... 1.7 that was the number uh threes per game this year he's at max taking three so I know that doesn't seem like two but there's this little like gauge that they had of like what he takes it was like 0.6 to 1.7 and then this year it was like one to three so I don't know if that makes sense you can go check it out on ESPN but those were around the amount of threes that he took this year uh per game so once again while it was a drop-off in five points percentage-wise, he took two more threes a game. So really, that's kind of shooting better than he was before, um, if you ask me. He made more threes this year than he did last year, even though his percentage is less. So 
that's a good sign. And with another year and another offseason with Chip England, you can only expect that to get better and better. So hopefully that will continue to happen. The whole point that I mentioned this on DeJounte is that a lot of us saw him, you know, have 20 points and a half twice, get real hot. You know, he in this year, actually in the zone, um, right, basically on the free throw line, right? Like that area, he was the, he had the highest, or it, it was either he had the highest percent shooting percentage from that area in the NBA, or he made the most shots. I believe it's the latter. I think he made the most shots from the free throw line. Y'all know what I'm talking about if you've watched the Spurs. DeJounte coming off of a screen, pulling up for a mid-range jumper and knocking it down. We saw him cook, get 20 points and a half. The first half, I think twice we saw that, or 18 around there in one of the other games, and then disappear. That's the big thing for me with DeJounte. It's just offensive consistency. And even though we're being hard on him because we're paying him $16, $17 million a year, $64 million in total on this four-year contract, at the same time, we've got to remember he's 24 years old. And once again, career highs in almost everything this year. So it can only go up. You know, if he if he can just get consistently more consistent every year from here on out, he could work himself into being a 20-point scorer and being an elite defender, which he already is. So if he can develop into that two-way player, DeJounte's fine. He's going to be our starting point guard. We know that. This is where the big questions are for me whenever it comes to these positional breakdowns, and it's who's going to be the backup. Patty Mills is an unrestricted free agent this year. He had a really good shooting year. Um, started off the year really playing some of his best basketball that we've seen in a very long time. As the year went on, not so much, as you guys know. Kind of a defensive liability when the shots aren't falling. I hate to say it, doesn't really bring you much value. At least he didn't this year from my eyes. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, when I say, I, and when I'm saying value, I mean off the, or not off the court. I mean on the court. Because I know off the court, Patty Mills is a great locker room guy, a great teammate, all of that stuff. These these positional breakdowns are strictly on the court, right? Um, so is he somebody that you want to bring back? When you've got a guy like Trey Jones, who really a lot of people thought was going to be a first round draft pick, and we saw him even in that Suns game where the Spurs were able to decimate the Suns. He played great minutes. He is an above-average perimeter defender with potential to be an elite defender, in my opinion. He's definitely got the clamps. That's something, and that's Patty Mills' biggest weakness, which means it was one of the Spurs' biggest weaknesses at this position when it came to the bench. Trey Jones, I think, can really come in immediately after this year, playing in the G League, learning from pop-up for a season, and I really think he can come off the bench and fix that issue. He's also probably a little bit better of a playmaker than Patty, in my opinion. I think he can run an offense a little bit more efficiently, set things up. He might even be a little bit more natural at that than DeJounte. This is going a little bit more off of what he did at Duke, but at the same time, it's still something that can be taken seriously and taken into account. We have saw how the Spurs have developed guys through the G League. We have saw how they've played to their strengths in the G Leagues. And then after playing there, we've seen those same things in Derek White and DeJounte and Keldon, that same play style, translate over to the NBA after having experience there, specifically mainly in their second year whenever they're able to really play. So that's somebody that I think, if I'm the Spurs, that's what I'd do. He's, he's a decent shooter. He's not, you know, lights out or, you know, Steph Curry or anything like that. But he's got a good form. And as time goes on with Chip England, as we've, look, 
if Chimp England can make DeJounte, like, at least you can't leave him wide open from three anymore like you could in year one, Trey Jones is way ahead of that. So he's going to be fine shooting the ball, like, and, and shooting threes specifically. So I'm not really worried about that aspect of Trey Jones's game, even though you can say that that's maybe a weakness. I think another offseason with Chip England, he's probably going to be a 35 to 36% three-point shooter, which is really just what you need. If you leave him open, they're going to knock it down most of the time. That's all you want, right? Um, I mean, you maybe want more than that, but th- look, this is Trey Jones's second year. I'm not going to ask him to be a 40% three-point shooter. It'd be nice, but I'm, I just am not going to ask him to do that. Um, if he can do those other things, which were the main weaknesses uh, at this position last year, then yes, that, that those I think are more important. Um, those are what you want. So I think he can do those things. I think he can be the backup point guard next year and play significant minutes. Yes, there's going to be some mistakes. There's going to be mistakes with all these young players, but if he can be that guy off the bench that can really come in, run the offense, run that second unit, um, that would be huge for the Spurs. So it's really that third position because if you bring Patty Mills back, I'm assuming Patty Mills wants to play. Like, I don't know, maybe maybe he would be cool with just being the third string point guard and being a locker room guy because he's been with the Spurs for so long. But I assume he wants to win another championship. I, I could see Patty Mills going and signing with the Los Angeles Lakers or the Clippers and, you know, trying to give them some shooting, kind of like Bryn Forbes, um, but, you know, as a, as a point guard role off the bench, a little bit more versatile than Bryn whenever it comes to ball handling. Um, and honestly, I know this may sound crazy, but I think Patty might give a little, might be a little bit better on defense than Bryn Forbes too. So point is, he's a hot commodity in my opinion going into this off season. A, a team like the Lakers, that once again the Clippers. I know I just mentioned those two. You know, even even the Bucks, like with Bryn Forbes. I don't know if they necessarily need him now, but those type of teams, teams competing for championships, I think would be willing to pay Patty Mills a little bit of money, or maybe even some other teams that think they can contend if they have another shooter would be willing to pay him some money as well or maybe he's just on that championship I know he's won a championship before but maybe he wants another one he's like I'll go sign a freaking vet minimum with the Brooklyn Nets who knows I mean I don't it that is Patty's decision to make so that's something that is just really um, a big question mark right now whenever it comes to the point guards for me now if Patty does decide to leave do you are you convinced that Trey Jones is going to be the guy, or do you think he needs another year to develop, play in the G League, and you want to sign somebody else out there um, that's a free agent, like a TJ McConnell, or I don't know, maybe it's not TJ McConnell, but you know somebody, maybe not even in that range because he might be a little bit expensive and might want a long term deal, but somebody you know maybe who's a veteran, like a George Hill or something like that. Georgie, imagine if Georgie came back to SA, that'd be pretty crazy, um, but. Something like that, I think, would be the ideal situation for the Spurs if that's the scenario. Now, if you bring back Patty Mills, it's once again, it's like, okay, cool, but is that really the best decision for the franchise? I don't know. Maybe they think that that would be the best move to bring him back on a cheap deal. But those are all questions that Patty Mills has to answer and the Spurs have to answer. That's really the main positional breakdown for for these point guards. I think we know the potential that Trey Jones has. I personally think that he can be a backup point guard for us next year. Is that what's going to happen? I have no idea. Am I a basketball expert? No, the people in the Spurs front office are. But this is what I think. Tell me what you guys think in the comments below. I think the biggest question mark is just Patty Mills. Once we know what he's going to do, the Spurs can decide what they're going to do after that. Because another option is maybe you 
think that Trey Jones can be the backup and you just sign some, you know, a veteran 36-year-old point guard, I don't know, J.J. Barea or something that can be your third-string guy, be a locker room guy, or maybe even this year in, oh, actually, I don't think we have a second-round pick this year because we traded it to the Raptors, but um, I don't know, maybe the Spurs make some moves for a second-round pick and you draft another one to just be your third stringer, but I don't think the Spurs are going to go too hard on point guards, especially when you've got DeJounte and Trey so young. I think the move is to get another veteran guy back um, to just kind of fill out that rotation. That's just me. Tell me what you guys think in the comments below about the point guard position for the Spurs. We'll be back with shooting guard, the three, the four, the five, all that stuff um, coming soon on these positional breakdowns. Thanks so much for watching and thanks so much for for sticking with us. Um, this will be out on podcast platforms as well. And this is the beginning of the off season. We're going to be doing some content. Ethan will be back soon. Um, and we'll do some off season previews, some draft stuff, all that good stuff. So I'll see you guys in the next one. I've been Jude. This has been SSPN and I'll see you guys next time.